0: they're just friends, but these people are more than friends. These people deal in the supernatural. And uh, it's a wonderful thing to be around people like that, that you can be friends with and still know that they're right before God and they minister in the word of God. Praise God. If you would stand with me for the reading of the word, I'd like to draw your attention, please, to Matthew, the 12th chapter, and then 2 Timothy, chapter 2. You know, sometimes when you're not in the Holy Ghost, just like you need to be, your perception, is not, you're just not as quickened as you need to be. But as we were coming around the corner tonight, my wife and I, as we came around the corner and saw this bingo parlor, and saw about three times as many cars as there was over here in this parking lot, something ain't right. And uh, you don't have to be a spiritual line sign Einstein to be able to tell that people just don't know where the real stuff is. Yeah. And um, I firmly believe with all my heart that the church is not living up to its full capacity. I believe that if we were, we would be producing a lot more. I don't say that to your destruction or your condemnation. I just say that as a just as a, as a fact. We're all in the same boat. We all need Jesus Christ, we all need the Word of God, we all need instruction, we all need preaching, we all need leadership. Can you say amen? Amen. Praise God. I believe tonight that God is going to minister to us in a special way. I believe that there are people that have got their answers from last week's messages. I believe that you have seen light at the end of your tunnel. But I believe that God is not done with most of us here tonight. I believe that God is wanting to take us through the open door that Pastor Elder sang about. And with the help of the Lord, I want to bring this to our attention tonight. Praise God. Matthew chapter 12, two verses of scripture, verses 25 and 26. If you don't have a Bible, or if you see somebody without the word, please have them look on with you. And uh, we'll go through this together. And Jesus knew their thoughts and said unto them, every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation. And every, how, every city or house divided against itself shall not stand. And if Satan cast out Satan, he is divided against himself, how shall then his kingdom stand? I wanna draw your attention to these two verses of scripture The Lord goes from the bigger element, which is the kingdom and starts breaking it down to the individual. And he's talking about division. He goes from kingdom, he goes to city, and then he brings it to house, and then he brings it to the individual, which in this case was Satan. Then 2 Timothy, chapter two, feel the Holy Ghost here tonight praise God second Timothy chapter 2 verse 24 we'll read to verse 26 and the servant of the Lord must not strive but be gentle unto all men apt to teach patient in meekness instructing those that oppose themselves if God peradventure will give them repentance to the acknowledging of the truth And that they may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil who are taken captive by him at his will. You didn't have nothing to do with it. The devil came in and took you captive at his will. Now, the very first portion of scripture, we talked about division division to a kingdom, division to a city, division to a house, and an individual that is divided. There are several scriptures in the word of God that call the body, the individual, a house or the temple. I want to preach to you tonight a very sobering message tonight called Recovering the House. Recovering the House. God, we love you, we praise you, we worship you tonight. We stand in the awesome presence of the Shekinah of the living God father we pray that your presence and your word god will touch every heart and every mind father we pray tonight in a special way that you would stop the forces of darkness and division deception and death the four elements that the enemy has brought into this world that these that are in in the presence tonight god can be touched with the word of god that they can make a decision god a rational intelligent decision for the kingdom of God. We'll give you all the praise and all the glory and in Jesus' name, we thank you. And we say amen. amen. Praise God, you may be seated. This second portion of scripture that I brought to your hearing tonight in 2 Timothy is a very interesting portion of scripture. Here again, i I don't know why it is I seem to tackle these scriptures that are so um, filled with men saying what they think is what it means and I've read this portion of scripture by great expositors biblical uh, interpreters what have you and it is one portion of scripture that has always interested me for the very sake of the content that is that we read in meekness, instructing those that oppose themselves if God Per adventure will give them repentance to the acknowledging of the truth, that they may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil, who are taken captive by him and his will. Upon reading the scripture, you can see that this is a very unique scripture because it says so much. Evidently, this individual who is found in this state is an individual that opposes his very self and Is an individual that has been taken captive by the forces of darkness. Uh, As I began to look through different uh, ways of interpretation and ways of uh, shedding light on this portion of Scripture, it was very evident and very clear to me that men were very divided on interpreting this very portion of Scripture. Uh, Some men said that it were people that... um, had trouble with the doctrine, had trouble with the apostolic doctrine, and they could not fully comprehend it. They could not fully uh, understand uh, everything that entailed, whether it be uh, elements of holiness, standards, or whatnot. Other men seem to think that what it is is people were to come in and could not grasp the the truth of of Jesus Christ and the truth of the reality of God, the reality of the truths of God's word. the the, uh, the death, the burial, the resurrection of Jesus Christ, and the various interpretations go on and on. And uh, I'm afraid that as many books as you wanna open up, as many different uh, doctrines as you wanna look at, you're gonna get a different opinion. There are some that agree on most things, but there are some areas where no men agree at all. But uh, as I began to pray uh, one day, and I began to look at the scripture again, Some of this scripture became very, very alive to me and I want to bring it to your attention tonight. The very first thing that I did in trying to get to the meat of this portion of scripture was to look at the word repentance. Because if we can understand what the word repentance is saying here, we can understand uh, exactly where these people are at in their walk with God. I looked up this word repentance in verse 25. I found that the word is metanoia in Greek. This word means a change of mind, the faculty of moral reflection. It is not the same repentance that is given to a person, for example, that is used in Acts chapter 2 and verse 38 where Peter said to repent and be baptized. That word is metanoio and it means to repent with regret accompanied by a true change of heart towards God. I want to The reason I said that is because there are two different words. Uh, They both mean to repent, but they mean two different things. One means a complete, fresh turning towards God, which is repent in Acts chapter 2, in verse 38. The second one is the, the faculty of reflection that you and I have in our minds, in the sound mind that God has given us through the Holy Ghost that we can uh, examine ourselves in the light of God's Word. We can cross-examine ourselves uh, through action, through deed, through word and whatnot, and we can make the change according to what we understand. That is what the word repent means here in 2 Timothy. Um, Also, I looked up the word recover. The word recover means a return to soberness, a return to sobriety. It is made up of two parts in the Greek. The first means back or again. The second one means to be sober or wary, a recovery from captivity. As I began to study this and I began to dig in this a little deeper, I found that we are dealing with an individual who has heard the word of God. And uh, I came also to the conclusion that it is not a first time visitor. It is not a person that has first come for the first time hearing the gospel. However, I want to tell you that if you're here tonight, you've never heard the preaching of the word of God, this message is as much for you as it is anybody else in this building tonight. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. So, as I began to study this out a little more, I could see that uh, I had to look through First and Second Timothy and exactly try to get the overall context and scope of where this this group of people were a move from the true to the false this is what paul was talking about to timothy paul described to timothy several groups who had wavered or left the truth and if you were to go through first and second timothy you would see group after group after group that paul pointed out to the young pastor timothy uh people that have wavered from the faith i would like to just explain several of these to you and show you that this group that we are going to dial in on and microscopically dissect tonight is not one of these other groups. In 1 Timothy chapter 1, there is a man by the name of Hymenaeus and Alexander who concerning the faith have made shipwreck. Paul wrote these uh, books, to First and Second Timothy, in the book of Titus. These are known as the pastoral epistles. They were written by the apostle Paul to Timothy, who was the pastor at the church of Ephesus. And he is explaining various groups within the church body. Some of these groups are here today. Some of these groups are not. You're not large enough to contain them. But as the church grows, gets larger there are different things and different factions and different situations that come to the body and this is what Paul is pointing out to Timothy in 1st and 2nd Timothy in 1st Timothy chapter 4 and verse 1 Paul goes on to state in latter times some shall depart from the faith giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils in 1st Timothy chapter 5 verse 12 Paul goes on to state about the widows. He says, younger widows having damnation because they have cast off their first faith. Going on to 2 Timothy, Paul writes in chapter 2, another man named Hymenaeus and Philetus, who concerning the truth have erred. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 1 through 7, those that are ever learning, never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 8, Janus and Jambres withstood Moses, so do these resist the truth. Men of corrupt minds, reprobate concerning the faith. Also in 2 Timothy chapter 4 verse 3, those who will not endure sound doctrine but after their lusts shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears, and they shall turn away their ears from the truth. Paul draws the relationship in each one of these groups between them and the faith or the truth. Various groups, these various little cliques, if you will, existed in the body of Christ. And Paul was addressing this to the attention of Timothy. But this group, in 2 Timothy chapter 2, who oppose themselves and are taken captive by the will of the devil, does not fit into this group. It is a separate and distinct group in the body. That is the conclusion I came to as Paul began to dissect these different aspects of the body, these different aspects that were in the church as he brought them forth to Timothy. How is the individual brought to a place where he opposes oneself in self-opposition? I had searched the word of God out and I believe I found something in 2 Corinthians chapter 2. You are free to turn there if you like and I would like to explain this portion of scripture to you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It would be very easy. It would be a lot easier if I was to address one of these other groups who had erred concerning the faith, who had left their first love in the truth, who had left sound doctrine, who had itching ears. But this particular group that Paul said opposed themselves and were taken captive by the will of the devil is a particular group and a particular set of circumstances brings an individual into that situation. 2 Corinthians chapter 2, beginning in verse 7. I would like to lay a little groundwork so that you'll understand exactly what's happening here. Paul is writing his second letter to the church of Corinth, and he is particularly addressing in this portion of Scripture a man that was caught in the act of fornication back in 1 Corinthians chapter 5. To some of you, exactly what that scripture means. Paul was addressing the church. He said, I've heard that it's commonly reported of you that there is fornication among you. And the church of Corinth, because they were a young church full of zeal and power with God, they were puffed up. They were not mournful over this fact. They were not sorrowful over this fact. Excuse me. As a matter of fact, Paul began to rebuke them, saying that this is not good. This is, this is not a good thing. And uh, he recommended that this individual be put out and be uh, buffeted by Satan. And so we have in 2 Corinthians chapter 2, we have Paul addressing the situation. And he is telling the people, after this man has been put out and he has been buffeted by Satan for a while, he picks it up in 2 Corinthians chapter 2. Let's look and see what it says, beginning in verse 7 so that contrarywise you ought rather to forgive him and comfort him lest perhaps such one should be swallowed up with overmuch sorrow. That word, overmuch sorrow, is a very interesting word. As a matter of fact, as I looked up that word, sorrow, it's the exact same word that the devil does to an individual in 1 Peter chapter five when it says that an individual is devoured. I thought that was extremely interesting. Paul was telling the Corinthians to forgive and comfort him, lest perhaps he should be swallowed up with overmuch sorrow or abundance of grief. Wherefore I beseech you that you would confirm your love towards him. For to this end also did I write, that I might know the proof of you whether you be obedient in all things. Paul is telling them that it is so important that the hand and the arms of love go out to this individual matter of fact, Paul was saying that this is the yardstick whereby I'm gonna measure if you guys got the goods or not and you're obedient to what I'm telling you to do. For to this end also did I write that I might know the proof of you, whether you be obedient in all things. To whom ye forgive anything, I forgive also. For if I forgive anything to whom I forgave it for your sakes, forgave forgave I it in the person of Christ. Lest Satan should get an advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. By this individual not being properly instilled and uh, recovered back into the body of Christ, the individual is given over to self-accusation He's given over to much analyzing, inner analyzing. He's given over to doubt. He's given over to condemnation. He is given over to the places where human beings are tossed to and fro and living in a way of doubt. But Paul is saying that we are not ignorant of Satan's devices. We have got to restore this individual back into the fold with love. We have got to bring him back into a place of acceptance and recovery, that this individual can find himself outside the grasp of Satan. Oh, let's thank God for the opportunity that we can love as Jesus loved. Hallelujah. But there is something else, and there's an underlying theme that Paul begins to address. He said, lest Satan should get an advantage of us for we are not ignorant of his devices. Satan's use of this situation had the potential to bring greater problems not only to the individual but to the body. For if we cannot forgive and re-indoctrinate an individual a place to restoration and function but allow them to stay like strays outside the covenant of Jesus Christ, they're easy pickings for the devil. And what that does to others that fall and fail is they do not feel like they can recuperate and be brought back into a place of function but the devil comes tempting and utterly destroying that individual as he wanders through his wilderness. And that is not the will of God. Hallelujah to God. Hallelujah to God. Paul said, for we are not ignorant of his devices. The enemy's use of failure on the individual to devise his placement in the body was thorough and it had a device to it. He had a plan to it. He had something that was mapped out. He had stalked this individual. And now as this individual began to try to find recuperation and a placement back in the body of Christ, the, the way that the devil could have destroyed that individual is a way in which many people are today. You may be sitting here tonight with doubt in your heart, wondering if God really loves you, wondering if God's really forgiven you, wondering if the man of God really loves you. I'm here to tell you that that is the truth. hallelujah hallelujah the potential for hardness and severity towards This particular member by the body of Christ was there. Corinth had a problem with exercising love to others. They were young. They were brash. They were, uh, for lack of a better term, renegade in the spirit. They had all the spiritual gifts. But Paul said, you are yet carnal. You are yet puffed up. And here this individual was at the door knocking, wanting to come back in, shedding tears and broken of heart, needing restoration lest he fall into the hand of satan get him back in for goodness sakes hallelujah hallelujah that word devices means that which is thought out the purpose the design the plan that's my own word that i put in there and i believe it, it fits how does the enemy use this in our personal lives through our failures, through our mistakes, through our wrong decisions. Maybe it's a decision between us and our children that guilt is implemented and introduced through our conscience. Maybe it's sin. Maybe it's a moral sin. Maybe it's a sin of omission. Maybe it's a sin you consciously did. You know you did it. You know you, had to, you they had the goods on you. But I'm here to tell you that God will take you back and Jesus Christ will forgive you and Jesus Christ will love you and we will love you through the love of Jesus Christ to bring you into a place of placement, a place of victory, a place of restoration, a place of power once again with God. Hallelujah. Let's clap our hands for that. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. The enemy takes advantage of every slip, every situation to capture his prey. I want to turn to 1 Timothy 3 and verse 6 very quickly. You don't have to turn there, but I want to show you something else that is extremely interesting. Speaking of a novice, where paul tells timothy about entering a novice into the ministry he says not a novice lest being lifted up with pride he fall into the condemnation of the devil I want to know what the condemnation of the devil is. Could it be that there's a monkey on somebody's back tonight that doesn't let them up and won't let them go forward, that they've made a mistake somewhere in the past and you've actually come to be divided. You've actually come to doubt the promises of God. You've actually come to doubt the words of the man of God and you sit there held at bay by the condemnation and the guilt that frustrates your mind. Moreover, he must have a good report of them which are without, lest he fall into reproach and the snare of the devil. In this portion of scripture, Paul is hammering home to Timothy that a young man can find himself in a situation where maybe you had the anointing on your life, and maybe God's entrusted some things in you, but maybe you slipped, maybe you made a mistake, and now you're in the clutches of Satan himself. Praise God for a way out. Hallelujah. 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 The devil uses situations in our life, whether sin or a mistake to gain access into our mental and emotional process. How does he do this? Satan is called the father of lies. He's the accuser of the brethren. He's a thief, a tempter, the adversary, and the wicked one. 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 8 says, be sober. That's exactly what Paul said in 1 Timothy chapter 2, the scripture that I read to you, when he said that there must be a recovery of sobriety. There must be in their minds and in their hearts a return to soberness that they can understand that they're actually in the clutches of darkness. Peter says, be sober, be vigilant. Your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion walketh about seeking who he may devour. That word devour is the same word that's used in 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians chapter 2 of the individual who was overcome with much sorrow. He was completely devoured with sorrow. His inner man was totally torn to shreds, needing restoration, needing God, hiding behind the mask while the church couldn't make up their mind. 2 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 5 says, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. I want to tell you, the people that have this problem that I'm addressing tonight have forfeited that scripture. They have listened to the lies of the devil. They've listened to the accusations about their very own lives. They've let the devil sneak in and feed them something that they can't go on. I'm here to tell you, the father of lives will be bound tonight because with the light of God's word we're going to release the shackled release the bound set you free like you need to be to go on in Jesus Christ group of people in 2 Timothy chapter 2 have forfeited the aspect of this type of warfare. They have allowed through a situation or a circumstance in their life, they've allowed the lies of the devil to come in like a flood. They have not allowed the standard of God's word to be lifted up, but they believe the lies of the devil. Amen. They actually oppose themselves. That word in the Greek means to actually stand against yourself. You are divided. You cannot go forward. You cannot move into the things of God. You are absolutely divided. You're a divided house. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This group in 2 Timothy integrated the lives of the devil. Sure, they had the word of God. They had the word in there, but they didn't have all of it. They believed and they integrated the lives of the devil. Hallelujah. Thank God for the Holy Ghost that's able to give wisdom and knowledge and power. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus hallelujah, this group of people lost their capabilities, they lost their calling, they lost their direction they lost the feeling of God's love for them, they, they got into it could have been false doctrine, it could have been a lie that maybe brother and sister elder don't really love me, maybe brother and sister elder, maybe they don't want me to sing in the group, it could be anything maybe my brother doesn't love me, maybe my sister what's that thought mean, what, is, what does that word mean, you have to understand the devil will use anything, he'll plant that in your mind, he'll plant it in your mind and if you think about it, if you let it go and it becomes a divisive tool to bring the house in division, you cannot go forward in power. You cannot live out the word of God. You cannot get more power from God because you're frozen and you oppose yourself. We believe in unbelief. Hebrews chapter 3 gives us a strong dissertation and a strong defense against unbelief. But what about misbelief? You're a rotten kid. You'll never make it. Is that true? No, that's not true. I don't care how much a kid blows it. He ain't rotten and he can make it. But that's exactly what the devil does to you and me. And he comes and says, you blew it. You'll never make it. Because he wants to bring division to that house. So you can't claim what's yours. You can't get everything that's yours. And you start to listen. You start to believe. And you're actually brought in opposition to self. Oh God, oh God, oh God, oh God, oh God, oh God. Satan is the archangel of error. And his main disguise is lies but if he was to come to you and try to tell you that acts 238 is not true you'd know he was a bold-faced liar but if he came to you and said you ain't really saved and you ain't really going to make it you just might believe that one and the helmet of salvation has been taken off by so many of us we have forfeited the way to wrestle in the heavenlies and we've actually inculcated and indoctrinated the lies of the enemy that we cannot thrive and pulsate with the power of jesus christ they that oppose themselves The things we allow to affect our emotions are directly from our thoughts. Now see what people don't understand, and this is, this is totally one aspect of how the enemy works, is if he can get you to listen long enough, he can control how you feel because your emotions are completely controlled by what you think. The devil goes, she doesn't like you. You feel a pang of fear. Oh. You did something wrong back there. What if somebody finds out? Oh, guilt. They don't really like you. They're just putting on a, oh, you wanna know why? Because many of us were brought up in homes where we heard that kind of stuff. I heard I was stupid. I heard I was a rat fink. I heard I was good for nothing. And those are lies, because I'm created in the image of Jesus Christ and with his spirit in my life, I've got power and victory and anointing. I am worth something, but the devil will come to us and feed us a pack of lies, and we won't pray, and we can't fast, and we can't show up our outreach, and we can't do the will of God, and we can't move on. Why? Well, I just can. Yes, you can. Get your nose in the word of God, and believe what thus saith the Lord. Yes, you can, because I can do all things through Christ Jesus let's thank him for being more than conquerors through him that loved us hallelujah hallelujah you and i have heard it a million times a half truth is worse than a a whole lie you want to know why because you can't really tell the difference how often do we pick up the word of god does it lay on our bed or on our desk or on our nightstand till the next service? Shame on us for not understanding exactly the defenses and the guise of the enemy who's able to thwart our lives and keep us from reaching a lost city and keep us from running in the mechanism of the Holy Ghost and keep you from going in and getting a hold of what God's given you through the blood of Jesus Christ. It's already yours. It's already mine. But you got to get a hold of this thing and say, I will have James said in chapter one, verse nine, a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. The enemy seeks to divide. You see, the devil brought four things of this world. Hallelujah! He brought darkness. He brought division. He brought deception, and ultimately, he brought death death is not of God, it never was of God it's of the faction where man joined himself with the words of Satan and that became a byproduct of disobedience to God that's not of God darkness is not of God, deception is not of God, hallelujah and I'm going to go one step further the word truth that's used in 2 Timothy chapter 2 has nothing to do with apostolic doctrine, it means the truth of where you're really at, it means What Paul's saying is, when the devil says that you're no good, the truth is you are good. When the devil says you ain't going to make it, the word says you are going to make it. When the devil comes in and says you blew it way back yonder, you'll never go on for God. Jesus said you are going on. You're more than a conqueror. There's no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus. That's the truth he's talking about. That God, peradventure, will give you the acknowledgement of the truth, not Acts 2.38, but the truth of man. You mean I've been listening to the devil? I don't have to do that. I'm getting up on my legs and going on, and I'm going to take what's mine in the Holy Ghost in this revival. (laughs) Hallelujah. Let's stand and raise our hands to the King of kings and Lord of lords. Hallelujah, devil, you best get out of here right now, or we're chasing you out after this thing's over. You can have what you want in this revival. You can get what you need in this revival. You can get everything that God's got for you in this revival. Oh, yes, you can. We're not going away. We're not backing up. Satan, you can buck us all you want. We're not going on going on for Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The enemy seeks to divide us in mind. The enemy seeks to divide us in heart. The enemy seeks to divide us in commitment to God. The enemy seeks to divide us in commitment to church, commitment to a lost and dying world, which is your responsibility. It's my responsibility. But what does hinder us? John chapter 8, out of the words of the Lord of glory, ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. It's not only that Jesus Christ died, was buried, and resurrected. The truth includes that there's a devil, there's an adversary that's coming after you, and he's going to hinder you if he can. He's going to stop you if you can. But the truth is, you'll be free when you understand that that word says, I'm more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus who loved me. See, the truth has two sides to it. It not only reveals light, but it also reveals the dark. Some of us walk in such darkness of dismal doubt that we don't understand. It's gray and it's foggy, and we reach for the wall like a blind man searching for direction. But if you'll get in the Word of God, take it off that nightstand, take it off the breakfast table, get your nose in it and find out who you are! expository dictionary it is the reality lying at the basis of an appearance the manifested verbal essence of a matter in my own terminology it is fact it's what it really is it's what it really is in the mind of God I'm The truth of any given situation is found in our relationship to jesus christ anything outside of that is darkness but in the light of your relationship with god with the flow of the holy ghost with the walking out of the word of god you can see darkness like you need to the truth of our understanding of where we're at in our walk with god is what gets us out of the recovery state Satan is able to take those that have believed his lies Romans chapter 8 and verse 1 said, There is now, therefore, no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus. Romans eight thirty three said, Who shall lay anything to God's elect? It is God that justifies. Some of you walk with guilt and shame in your life. It's embedded so deep you've got all kinds of repression and stuff on there. You need to understand God's already justified you. It don't matter what anybody thinks. It don't matter what anybody says. It don't matter what the devil says. You're already cleansed in the sight. You're ready to go on. You're ready to take this in Jesus' name if you let us stand who you are. First John chapter 3 and verse 20 says if our heart condemn us God is greater than our hearts and knoweth all things. You're sitting there having a pity party. God's up here going let's get on with the program. I've already cleansed you. I've already shut enough blood for every human being. I've already set you free but you're sitting there condemned in your own heart. Because a house that is divided cannot stand people tonight that are still living in sin. You may think, okay, I've got an alternative out of this. I'll just hit the door. You don't have an alternative. You may have a little time, but you have no alternative because you see your house is divided. You may have a little peace with every relationship and fling that comes by, but I'm here to tell you in the wee hours of the night, you'll wake up with a dismal darkness wondering if there really is a God, wondering if you can really get on your feet and walk again, wondering if you can really be clean and pure like the people. Of the church said, I'm here to say that Jesus Christ shed enough blood for every single sin that does weigh him down. Hallelujah. Philippians chapter 4 and verse 8. And this is the cure, is finally, brethren whatsoever thing is honest whatsoever thing is true 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 when the devil tells you you blew it so far back you'll never make it again you'll never be used to God I'm telling you what that's a lie when the devil comes to you and says this financial problem is gonna sink you under that's a lie because our God owns a cattle on a thousand hills Our God all the waters in the palm of his hand the problem is we ain't got faith but we got a lot of fear Whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of a good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. When the devil tries to come in and tell you that you and your old lady are having a problem and the kids don't like you, start praising. When the devil comes in and says, I can't do anything, I can't be anything, I'm a loser, start praising. Think on these things. I'm closing Ephesians chapter 6. Here's our protection. Hallelujah! Put on the whole armor of God that you might be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. That's exactly the group of people that Timothy Paul was addressing. They that had not withstood the wiles of the devil. Lies had leaked in. Maybe uh, condemnation by the enemy. He just sat there and got in their face long enough that they started believing it. And he started provoking the family. He started when this uh, person, the Satan worshiper, whoever it was called. And I told Brother Elder, I said, you see, the first realm of battle is in the spirit, but when the thing steps up a couple notches, it'll manifest itself. This battle in this revival has just begun to manifest itself. When you got people calling and you got people lying through their stinking teeth, telling you that you're a bunch of no goods. And uh, your crystal ball is waiting down at the store. I'm here to tell you that the devil has manifested his war against this church. But we ain't backing up. We're going on. We know who we are. We know who they are. They need us. We want them. God loves them. God loves me. And I can do all things through Christ Jesus, which strengtheneth me. Let's stand and praise him for that. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Doubt, division, darkness, and deception. Cast it off your back tonight. Get it out of your life tonight. You can have peace and joy and love in the Holy Ghost. You say, preacher, I don't want to join a church. This is the only means whereby God has chosen to save you. I don't say that. I don't say that candidly. I say that with a great amount of reverence because we're reaching for you. The Bible says I am a child of God. That's like, I like that, that'll help me preach. The Bible says I am redeemed from the hand of the enemy. The Bible says I am forgiven. I am saved by grace through faith, I am justified, I am sanctified, I am a new creature, I am a partaker of his divine nature, I am redeemed from the curse of the law, I am delivered from the powers of darkness, I am led by the spirit of God, I am a son of God, I am kept safely wherever I go, I am getting all my needs met by Jesus, I'm casting all my cares on Jesus, I am strong in the Lord and in the power of his might, I'm doing all things through Christ who strengthens me, I'm an heir of God and a joint heir with Jesus, I'm an heir to the blessings of Abraham. I'm observing and doing the Lord's commandments. I am blessed coming in and going out. I'm an inheritor of the eternal life. I am blessed with all spiritual blessings. I'm healed by his stripes. I'm exercising my authority over the enemy. I'm above only and not belief. I am more than a conqueror. Listen to this tonight. I'm establishing God's worth here on earth. I'm an overcover by the blood of the lamb and the word of my testimony. I'm daily overcoming the devil. I am not moved by what I see. I'm walking by faith and not by sight. I'm casting down vain imaginations. I'm bringing every thought into captivity. I'm being transformed by a renewed mind. I'm a laborer together with God. The righteousness of God in Christ. I'm an imitator of Jesus. I am the light of the world. I am filled with laughter and my lips with rejoicing. Woo! Yes! God's got an army. God has got an army marching through the land Leaning in their hand, healing in their hand Hallelujah,
1: and in this army I've got a Oh, God's got an army marching through the land Deliverance is our song, there's healing in our hands Everlasting, everlasting joy and gladness in his heart and in this army
0: I've got a part now I'll tell you what we need to do tonight we need to reevaluate where we're at with God tonight are we really taking on new ground or do we actually oppose ourselves see to oppose yourself is God really has got good things for you but you don't know it You've been duped and you think that all you have to do is live in this little, little one by 18 box. And if the devil's real nice, he'll let you out once in a while. You oppose yourself because there really ain't nobody that can stop you, but you yourself, but you need to make up your mind. You need to have a singleness of mind, a singleness of heart and understand that this God that we serve is the greatest thing in the entire universe. Hallelujah. There's some that need the baptism of the Holy Ghost tonight. I wanna to tell you something. I want you to hear me loud and clear. God loves you, but your acceptance is so built on what man thinks. And you think that if you can't, if you can't get a date or you can't get some man to jump up and down about you that you, don't, you can't get that sense of dignity. I'm telling you what, you've got dignity because God says you got dignity. Jesus Christ didn't hang on a cross, massacred, if you please, so that you and I could sit here and wrestle and beat us the air. No, but he said, I made you overcomers by the power of the blood of the lamb and the word of your testimony. You say, well, preacher, I've lost my testimony, I sinned. Your testimony begins with repentance. Come the will. God is wanting to restore and move us another notch in this revival. We're going on. We're going to see signs and wonders and miracles. Oh, yes, we are. I believe we're going to. Lift your hands without wrath and doubting. Wrath and doubting. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's come that will. Let's renew our vows before God himself. Let's... Ask God for a vision of, where am I at, Lord Jesus? Paul had visions. Peter had visions. Friend of mine, you're apostolic and full of the Holy Ghost. You can have visions. God, we want to know where we're at in the spirit tonight. We want to move on and take this thing with the iron fist of power and authority. Amen. The devil can't pull it away. We're stomping on his head and taking it.
2: In this army, I've got a pause. Hallelujah. 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 God's (laughs) got an army. Marching through the land, deliverance is our song, there's healing in our hands. Everlasting joy,
1: gladness in our hearts, in this army I've got a part. Find somebody standing beside you, church, and invite them to the altar. This, this church is for this whole city. We love this city. Let's get out of ourselves and start thinking of other people. Come on. We're in the freedom of the Holy Ghost tonight. Hallelujah. Get out of the fear. We put fear away the other night. We're not afraid. This is the land that God has given us. Let's believe Him.
2: Hallelujah.
1: Everlasting joy and gladness
2: in our heart In this army I've got a part Oh God, God an army Marching through the
1: land Deliverance is our song Healing in our hands Everlasting joy and gladness in our heart In this army
2: I've got a part God's got an army, marching through the land.
3: Let the power of this scripture grip our lives. Jesus, I thank you that you're in this place. Thank you that you're raising up a church here in Pueblo, Lord. And Lord, there are some people here tonight that you want to add to your church. I pray that before this night is over, you would add them to this church through repentance of sins, baptism in Jesus' name, and the infilling of the Holy Ghost in Jesus' name, I pray. Everyone said amen. Amen. You may be seated. If a man dies, shall he live again? That really is the question of all ages. It's the question that we all live with in this place tonight. You see, this church in Pueblo, these pews and this sound system, the singing and the worship, it's enjoyable. And Jesus did come to give us life and that more abundantly. He gave, came to give us a better.
1: What do you choose to do? I could go decision after decision. Demas hath forsaken me having loved this present world. Another decision, Timothy, son, stir up the gift that is in thee by the laying on of the hands of the presbytery. I am convinced of thine unfeigned faith, which was also in thy mother and thy grandmother, Eunice. Timmy, come on son, make up your mind case you have fallen by the wayside of life dreams and visions shattered You are broken inside. You don't have to stay in the shape that you're in. The potter wants to put you back together again. Oh, the potter wants to put you back together again case your situation has turned upside down. All that you have hoped for is now on the ground. You don't have to stay in the shape that you're in. Oh, the potter wants to put you back. Together again, oh, the potter wants to put you back together again. If you've been broken, stop by the potter. Stop by the potter's house Oh, give him the fragrance of your broken life My friend, the potter wants to put you back Together again, oh, the potter wants to put you back. Together again, every head bowed, every eye closed. Brother, remember the joy that you had the first night that you received the Holy Ghost. Remember the power that you felt. Jesus wants to give you that again. He wants to do that. If you're here tonight and you're hungry, can you make that decision to walk up here and let Jesus do it? Will you do it? Come on. If you've been broken, stop by the Potter's house. If you need it stop by the Potter's house. Oh, give him the fragments of your broken life, my friend. The potter wants to put you back together again. Oh, the potter wants to put you back together again. If you need mending. Stop by, come on, his power is here. He wants to give you that power. Come on, sister, come on. Don't stand here in the valley of decision and allow the devil to take the impetus of conviction off of your life. Move in the realm of conviction right now. Move into the realm, ask God to forgive you. Ask God to renew your spirit. Ask God to renew his love and joy in your life. Hallelujah. 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 How long will you stand in the moment of decision? Oh, come on, church, come on. Come on, sister, come on, brother, come on, ma'am! Come on, backslider. The pilot wants, the potter wants to put you back together. Come on, he can put you back together. He can give you the power Ilama Shandalamokore Labahashatai Ilara Moho Shandalamokore Gai. In case your situation has turned upside down, all that you have hoped for is now on the ground. You don't have to stay in the shape that you're in. The potter wants to put you back together again. If you've been broken, stop by the potter's house. Oh, if you need me, stop by the Tur's house. Oh, give him the fragments of your broken life, my friend. That's it. Reach over and lay hand on somebody right now. Brother, lay hand on brother, sister, on sister. Come on, let's pray for one another. If you've been broken, stop by the potter's house. You need me, need. stop the by the potter's house. Oh, give him the fragments of your broken life, my friend. The, the potter, potter wants to put you back together again. Come on, that's it, that's it, that's it, that's it sister, that's it brother, that's it sir, that's it, that's it, the Holy Ghost can do it. That's it young man, acknowledge, acknowledge that power that God has given you. Inside. You you don't have to stay in the, the shape, shape that, that you're in. Oh, the, the potter, potter wants to put, put you, you back, together back together again. Oh, the potter wants to put you back together, together again. again. You who
2: are, you broken. are broken. Oh. <laughs>
1: oh God, I believe you right now.
2: <laughs> you
1: who
2: need
1: me. <laughs> Whose <need> house?
2: <laughs>
1: Come on, church. I feel you a breaking know. in the Holy Ghost right now. Friend, the potter
2: wants to put you back together again. Oh, the potter wants to put you back together again. You who are broken. and all the two have please is now on the ground you don't have to stay in the shape that you're in oh the potter wants to put you back together again oh the potter wants to put you back together again